Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. So let's jump right in to Scripture this morning, looking at 2 John chapter 1, verse 8 through 9. And uh, John is continuing, continuing with his, thro- his thought process about um, false teaching coming into the church and the dangers of it. He gets into the dangers of it. So we already know a little bit of what John's concerned about for the church. We saw that in verse 6 and 7, that apparently there is a false teaching going around in the early church, right? This is 20 years, 30 years maybe, after Jesus has died on the cross, rose again, and then ascended into heaven. So a couple decades, uh, the church is growing. It's growing and it's spreading. A lot of mission work. We know Paul has been actively working. The apostles have been actively working. And John is much, much older in age now. He was the youngest of all the disciples, probably in his early 20s uh, when Jesus was on earth and he was following him. And so John's probably in his 40s here, maybe 50s, uh, which is old for this day and time. And so he's writing to this church. He's wise, he's learned a lot, and a lot's happened in the last couple decades. But we got this false teaching. People going around and saying that Jesus wasn't actually ever here. He wasn't here in a physical body. He was here in a spirit. He was like a ghost form. That was, that was the teaching. And I know that seems foreign and odd to us today, but that's what was going around at this point in time. And the thing is, is the, the practical application to this is still here because there are still false teachings that go around in the church today. It may not be specifically about whether or not Jesus was here in the flesh, but it could be about other aspects. For example, there's one really big false teaching going on in the church today, and it's the teaching that a lot of the things that that we are told in Scripture are sin are not really sin, and it's okay to practice them. It's okay to accept them, and God will approve of them. And that's dangerous because as John has told us in 1 John and in 2 John that to embrace sin is to reject God. And we're going to see that again here in verse 8 and 9. So verse 8 says, watch yourselves. That's a warning. That's a warning. This is a warning for Christians. This is not non-believers here, okay? These are seasoned Christians. And John is saying, watch yourselves. Because you can find yourselves out of sync with God. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Okay? Now, this verse here has been used many times by people to argue that the Bible teaches that a Christian can lose their salvation. Okay? And you can understand why. Because if you only read verse 8, that's uh, the obvious conclusion you might come to. Watch yourselves, okay? Because there's a danger that you may, that you lose, right here, it's worded, you lose what we have worked for. Talking about the apostles and what Jesus and all those who brought the gospel to them. What well, we want you to get a full reward. So you might, you might miss some of the reward, okay? And that's kind of the key here. This is kind of the hint here that it's not talking so much about salvation, okay? 
but that you miss out on some of the blessings if you kind of stray away and you don't stay on the path. But not only that, the other thing here is that if you really, really misunderstand or have a false grasp of the gospel truth, you miss the gospel altogether. And we, we understand that more when we read verse 9. He says, Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. This is a bold and serious statement. Okay? Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide, that means to rest in, to stay in, to not change. Okay? If you go ahead and, and you abide in the teachings of Christ, okay, what are the teachings of Christ? Well, it's everything that John brought to them when he brought the gospel, when the apostles brought the gospel, when Paul brought the gospel. It's everything that Jesus taught in the beginning. The life of Christ, his parables, his teachings, okay, all of those things. Nothing's changed. Jesus came in the flesh. Jesus is God in flesh. He had no sin within him. He died, and in that death, he became the sacrifice, the spotless lamb that took on punishment and, and for all the sins of all time, okay? And those who believe in that and embrace him and surrender to him as Lord and then act that out in obedience in their life by obeying his word, they are then saved and they have salvation. So that is the truth, that is the gospel. And when you twist any of that, it causes the gospel to fall apart, and all of a sudden, it's not the gospel anymore. So whoever does not abide in that teaching, you don't have God. When you twist the gospel message, you don't have God anymore, okay? Now, up here in verse 8, you might you need to watch yourself, of course, because you might falter and fall into sin, okay? But you're still saved, right? Even Christians fall into sin, and they can get confused about that sometimes, and they might stray away from the Lord, and they miss out on the full reward, okay? But there's a real big danger that you don't hold on to the basic foundational major truths of the gospel, and in the end, you end up not having God. And then it finishes up, and he says, whoever abides in the teachings has both the Father and the Son, okay? So you are saved. You have a right relationship with the Father, through the work of Jesus Christ, his son. Okay, so don't twist that truth. Hold on to it. Now, let's mention something else here to bring a little more understanding to this, okay? There's a parable in the Gospels that Jesus gives us about seeds being planted in the field. And he talks about a couple different seeds. There are seeds that are thrown out, and they're thrown by the wayside, and they don't take root in the soil. And the sun comes along, and scorches them, okay? And then there's some that do take root, and they start to grow a little bit, but as soon as the sun comes along, then it just obliterates them, and they stop growing. And then you have some that are thrown in good soil, and they hold fast to the soil, and the roots run deep, and the plant grows big and strong, and it produces fruit, which is what you want, okay? Now, that is the Christian. That is the person who holds fast to the message and does not go on ahead, and believe false teachings. The seed that sprouts at first and then quickly dies is the one who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teachings of Christ. That's the parable. That's the analogy. And so that's what John's saying here. You can't lose your salvation 
But you can prove that you never were saved in the first place if you were one who twists and contorts the gospel message, claiming you have Christ when you actually don't. Okay? So this is not saying you lose your salvation. This is saying you can prove that you don't have salvation if you're quick to jump from belief to belief about Christ simply because it might just in on a whim sound better. Okay? We need to hold fast to God's word. Settle on God's word. Stand firm on God's word. Because there are major doctrinal things that if we falter on them, it doesn't cause us to lose our salvation. It proves that we never truly love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength to begin with. If we're willing to compromise on major doctrinal important things and forsake being obedient to God, it's evidence that we don't really have salvation in the first place. And that is what he is saying here in the first part of verse 9. All right, I'm going to stop there. Thank you for joining me this morning. Hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. At the end of the day, seek first the kingdom of God. Um, we'll talk more on this. There's a lot more to say about it, but for time's sake, we're going to end it here. Take care, stay blessed. I'll see you again on Monday. Bye.